Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, and unfortunately uh, Robert's not here with me this week, so I will be attempting to do a solo episode, which I've done before, and of course I've done a lot of uh, solo podcasts bit before as well. Um, he's at a family member's funeral, that family member is his uncle, he told me um, off air last week once we finished recording. Uh, so that's basically where he is. So uh, I want what I want everybody to do is send in some messages for next week's podcast and uh, just just wish him well. I've I've already spoken to him, and basically what ended up happening was um, because I I briefly forgot about the situation sort of yesterday when I was making some notes for this episode, and then I thought, oh yeah, Robert said he wasn't gonna be able to join me, so we had a bit of a, d- a discussion. Uh, we did have somewhat of a plan to record Saturday, but I'm actually going somewhere Saturday anyway. And we, he, I just said, look, you can just sort, just just sort of take the week off, take some time, and all that sort of thing. And hope you hope you you're sort of doing well. Uh, so I decided I'll just do a a solo episode. Um, but he will be back, I'm sure, next week, whether he's on the road or off the road. Um, because obviously he he travels sometimes for work. I I don't know, but hopefully he'll be able to be back next week but uh, you'll have to uh, deal with me this week which you would do anyway because I would still be on the episode regardless but um, yeah uh, so yeah I hope everybody uh, wishes uh, Robert well for, for next week um, hope he's doing okay um, I'll probably I'll probably speak to him like tomorrow or in a few days just ask how things went and everything so uh, we'll see how all of that goes but uh, you got me for this week so you've still got that good stuff going on uh, so, in terms of what I've been playing, because of course I usually ask Robert first, don't I? Uh, but of course, in terms of what I've been playing, um, a couple of things actually. So I played quite a bit of COD, Call of Duty of course. I should stop explaining what COD means, because I'm pretty sure everybody knows, but I, some people might not, so I, I like to kind of explain that now and again. Um, been playing quite a lot of CODs, um, uploaded a few uh, clips on YouTube, just a few clips of different moments, some really funny stuff that happened actually. I did like this double RPG thing where I, I killed an enemy from spawn uh, with an RPG and I sort of went round the corner and uh, I just want to explain what happened in that clip actually. So it's on, it's on our YouTube channel called Entertainment Talk Plays and there's a bunch of new Call of Duty clips. This one's called RPG because I wanted to give all the clips like fun sort of little names instead of just like generic stuff. And... Um, what basically happened, so let me explain what happened in the clip, because it might look a bit suspicious, it might look a bit weird the way that I got the second kill. So my what my thought process was, was, um, so I shot an RPG from spawn, and on that particular map, in that particular direction, that usually gets me a kill, so I usually shoot an RPG down that side, and then I usually hear somebody moaning down the microphone, which makes it even funnier, and even more worth it, so that's good. <laughs> and then, uh... Then I usually throw like a couple of grenades over, which is what you would have seen me do. Then I throw a snapshot grenade to see if there's any enemies on that side, or, or any other enemies on that side. Um, and then what you can do as well, because the person that I killed was in their spawn, uh, where, where they start, I thought if I go around the other side, use my second RPG, and try and shoot the the same wall but at spawn. So if somebody's laying down next to that body, holding the button to re- revive, I would get them as well. But what very coincidentally sort of happened was some, somebody jumped off of the roof of the... It's called, some, be, some people call it the bike shop, some people call it the tire shop. It's basically like a mechanic type of shop, so whatever you want to call it. Jumped off the roof of that, and just as he landed on his feet, I hit him directly. 
him or her, I think it was a him, uh, hit that person directly. And what I said in the in the clip was like, oh, I just skeet shotted you uh, with a uh, with an RPG. I didn't quite do that exactly. Um, I obviously I was like a, a second or two late because he did land his feet on the ground. And what I mean by that is something that's like jumped into the air because that's how obviously like you know if some of you that have skeet shoot, uh, seen skeet shooting. Obviously, the idea of that is you shoot a disc into the air and somebody uses like a shotgun type of thing, and. Uh, they they shoot it in the air so that's kind of what i meant by that is like this person's jumped in the air and i've kind of shot them in the air so it's like a skeet shooting kind of thing that wasn't what actually happened anyway because they landed on their feet but uh that was quite fun to do but it might look it, for me not explaining that it might look like quite a weird kill because it might look like i directly knew where the guy was but even though i didn't but uh yeah it's, it's, it's some of them sort of clips where see what i can't really do is start recording and then go oh yeah I recorded it because this was going to happen like I don't know what's going to happen in the game it's all in real time I can predict things and think like okay somebody might go down that side of the map so I'll go around there and shoot them I might not shoot them I might get blown up by something I might get shot from behind a teammate might shoot that person first so what I have to do is I I don't record um, to start with and then when something cool happens, like the RPG kill or any of the other number of things that happened, if I hold the share button on the PlayStation button on a PlayStation controller, I click on uh, it. it usually is it says share video. I click on that. It basically saves the video clip. It brings me to like a share menu, but I just back out of that, so it takes me back to the game. It's basically like a quick way of recording a long a long clip, and it gives me about thirty to forty minutes. Of that, obviously, it's like the last minute or thirty seconds or so for that, uh, and then I trim the clip, uh, pick out that particular part, pick the starting point and the ending point, and then stick it on YouTube. It's uh, I I did quite a lot of them um, a few days ago, so there's a bunch of them on the YouTube channel. So I've had a lot of fun doing that. Basically, is the is the point I was trying to make. So that's been really good. Um, I've also I've been streaming the uh, the Avengers campaign now. I know I've complained about the game a lot of times, but I kept on hearing over and over and over again how oh the multiplayer is the problem, which obviously there's a lot of issues with the multiplayer. But like oh the story's really good, you should really check it out, and it it brings out like the best of the game. That's true. Uh, and there is like three sequel parts. There's the War for Wakanda, and then these um. Two parts, one's with Kate Bishop and one's with uh, Clint Barton, who of course is Hawkeye. Well, they're both technically Hawkeye, but obviously uh, Clint is the is the guy, the the father. Um, I've I've worked my way through quite a bit of it. I streamed a lot of it a couple of days ago. Um, it's good. It it's it's good. Um, the gameplay is substantially better than what it was before. Uh, it still could be better in certain areas, but there has absolutely been a patch to that game since I last played it and even when I played it because I did a first part video for that game I think it was about two months or so ago the gameplay was better then as well but I just wasn't quite sort of you know in, in the mood to play it and I wasn't really in the mood to go through the campaign and I had other things to play at the time so that's why I didn't continue with it then but since I've finished most of the games I'm going to be playing for this year uh, for like you know best of year consideration I uh, decided to, to jump back onto it, and I was kind of in the mood as well, you know, we had Eternals, we got Hawkeye, I was kind of in that Marvel mood, and I wanted to play a Marvel game, and it's the only Avengers game that does that, which is, it gives you the Avengers team in, you know, not not Lego form, 
basically. <laughs> uh, the Lego games are great though as well. I've played the uh, Lego Marvel. I think it's called Lego Marvel Super Heroes. There's two of those. Those are both good. But um, my main problem with the story is kind of the pacing of it. Because essentially the Avengers have the A-Day situation. Where the Golden Gate Bridge breaks and you know all all bunch of stuff happens. And then the Avengers decide to, to quit basically. And then... You're playing as Camilla Khan, of course, Miss Marvel, who's got her own upcoming TV show next year, which should be good. Uh, she's going to be younger in that TV show than what she is in this game, because I think in the TV show she's probably, uh, how old is she supposed to be, like 14, 15, maybe, maybe a little bit older. And in this game she's supposed to be about, I think, 18, 19, so like an older teenager, I, I think she's supposed to be. Um, but one of the kind of pacing problems with the story is it's up to Camilla to basically find each of these Avengers. Because so far I've found uh, Bruce Banner, obviously Hulk, and Tony Stark, Iron Man. I found those. Um, and it's it's telling a decent story, but I'm just kind of waiting for... It, it's about getting through those parts of... Like finding the Avenger, then you get to play a section as them, and then you get to learn how to play them. So that's okay. It, it's good from a gameplay kind of standpoint in terms of the combat because it gives you little sections with each of them to play. And as you're doing that, you're building the Avengers team. It's just the actual story itself. Um, and I remember last year when this game came out, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's got some really heartwarming, some really emotional moments." I haven't seen any of any of that yet. Maybe that's more in the at the end of the story. But, um, like, Camilla's done fairly well as a character in this game. I mean, she's, I think she's a relatively new comic book character herself. But, um, yeah, it's just that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's good, I guess. Um, but one of my main issues from months ago, and I mean months ago, was the gameplay just felt really generic and really bad. And... Um, I'm pr I'm just quite I'm quite sure that um, there's been some sort of patch or some sort of not really even bug fix because the the combat wasn't really buggy it was just not great. Um, but what, what, one of the now it might be because I've selected the normal difficulty the enemies also don't feel as sort of well I say bullet spongy I'm sort of punching them and all this sort of thing they don't feel as like damage sort of spongy as what they did before um whether that's because i were i'm i think i'm pretty sure i clicked on normal before when i was playing the game and there are certain enemies that are, sh that are stronger they're supposed to be stronger like you get these bigger robots and stuff which obviously they've got a longer health bar anyway but uh, I'm just finding it to be a bit better than before. Now, whether I finish this campaign and invest any time into multiplayer, I don't know. I've I've heard some rumours, actually, that uh, Crystal... Is it Crystal Dynamics? Um, yeah, Crystal Dynamics wants to kind of step away from this game once Spider-Man's come out, which he does uh, today, actually, I think. He, he comes out on the game. Uh, who doesn't have a story mode, which is strange. I suppose the problem there with the story mode with the Avengers thing and the Spider-Man stuff is because he's exclusive to, to PlayStation, which sort of makes sense with all the Sony connections, is if you're giving story to PlayStation customers and not Xbox or PC customers, um, then they'll miss out on story of a game that they own. But... 
because I'm curious as well. I I can't remember if the game's got crossplay online. Like if you can play PC and Xbox and PC, I think it does. But how would that work? Because you'd be playing on Xbox. Well, obviously, I'm I'm playing on PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation Four. So he doesn't. So character Spider Man isn't getting released on Xbox because of the whole Sony thing. So no story mode, and he's being added to the game as a player as a playable character, basically in multiplayer. Obviously, he's not part of the actual main game's campaign anyway. Neither is Kate, Clint, or uh, Black Panther. I guess T'Challa. I, th- I think it's supposed to be T- T'Challa. Uh, but I'm wondering how that would work for multiplayer. Like, would you, if you're playing on on uh, Xbox and you're like, oh, I'm gonna pick Iron Man. And your friend's like, oh, I'm picking Spider-Man. But you can't pick Spider-Man because he's not on your platform. Like, I wonder how that works. I, I don't know if the game's got cross-play. Uh, obviously, if it doesn't, it takes out the issue. Um, So, I, I don't know. It's kind of... It, the, the weird thing about it is Spider-Man's still a Marvel character. And obviously, you know, the Insomniac game that was, you know, developed by... Uh, um. Uh, uh, Ins- Insomniac, which they weren't owned by. Were they owned by Sony at that point? In 2018, I don't think that they were, because I think they they brought them afterwards, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they brought them after Miles came out. I, th- I think they brought them actually when Ratchet uh, Rift Apart came out. Um. But it's like, okay, yeah, so Sony's got one of their second-party studios, actual second party at the time, to make a Spider-Man game. That makes sense. And obviously Sony's not going to make, say to Insomniac, hey, can you also make this for Xbox? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But with the with, with the Avengers game that's multi-platform, because it also is on Xbox, because the rights that Sony's got to Spider-Man is for the films, for the Tom Holland films, and obviously the, the Venom films as well. They don't own like Spider-Man as a character, so I I don't know how that works rights-wise because it's a third-party game. Um, I don't know that's 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 kind of strange. So anyway, it, it is what it is. But that's pretty much my time with the Avengers. There is um, well, there's actually three episodes out, but one of them got kind of broken up into three parts. So there's five videos, but two of them are like five minutes long. So it's all available on YouTube to watch if you want to watch that series. Uh, continued with my Pedis coach mode. That's been really good. Um, got into a bit of a rhythm with that as well. Uh, I'll be streaming that tomorrow instead of Thursday because of the uh, Arsenal game, which is going to be on a bit later. So there's that. Uh, I also um, here's something you probably never expected me to say. Done a little bit of PC gaming. Yeah, somehow on this on this thing that's granted served me very very well for a while. Um, obviously with all the podcasts and things, but. Um, I spoke before about Kadikaris on YouTube, who's one of my favourite YouTubers. Um, probably, maybe my favourite YouTuber, but, but, but one of my favourite YouTubers. And uh, he was playing, he uh, still is kind of um, playing uh, Rayman Redemption uh, on PC. Now this is from a guy called Rymany, that's obviously not his actual name, that's his sort of Twitter name, I think. And uh, it's supposed to be like a Rayman nickname, I I think. And this guy developed a uh, fan-made uh, PC remake for the first Rayman game because the first Rayman game has got loads and loads and loads of issues uh, on the obviously on the the original PlayStation game. So that's what's the situation with that. Uh, you can go and download it for free. Um, basically, if you literally if you just search Rayman Revelations, um, 
Wait, is it called Revelations? What's this game called again? Uh, yeah, Rayman Revelations on uh, f- for PC. Uh, it's like the first link. You just um, download it and it doesn't take too long to boot up. Now, a funny thing kind of happened with this game because I booted it, booted it up when I um, first downloaded it, maybe a few weeks to a month ago, right? Because I just wanted to kind of prepare it to, to be on, on this laptop. And I booted it up at the start, and it was good, but it had, like, I was having some frame rate issues. So I went into a few settings just to check out other things as well. There was a few, like, to, to make it full screen and that kind of thing uh, as well. And I uh, I don't know if it's because I did this, but I went into the camera speed because the, the game was, like, stuttering a bit. It was still playable, but it was sort of stuttering. And... So I went into the game's camera speed. I turned it down by like two, I suppose, points or whatever, and then the whole game just ran like a like like something that runs really well. I haven't got uh, I haven't got anything to follow that up with, but um, but buttery smooth, I suppose. It ran really really well, and I was like, wow, this is suddenly like so much better, and it is playing at the same speed, the same frame rate and frequency and everything that I'm watching Kid Icarus play it on YouTube. So that's really good as well that I haven't got sort of like a lesser experience. So just to put it out there, if you've got a PC that doesn't run very well, this PC doesn't run games well. And if you download the game and you change the camera speed, and I think it was also when I put it to full screen, it sort of ran better, which is weird because some things don't do that if you run them in full screen. Uh, like so- sometimes if you're watching like a trailer on a website for something for example right um, or if you're browsing like YouTube on a on a desktop or on a PC I don't know about some of you but for me if I make those videos kind of like full screen um, they start buffering and all this kind of other stuff but um, in this case making the Rayman game full screen actually made it run better so I turned the camera speed down by 2 and turned on full screen it's in like visual settings or something like that 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 was in um, and you can, I, well I say you, I can uh, plug in my PS4 controller into that and um, basically I plug it in, the computer does the lid thing for the for the USB. Uh, it lights up yellow as if it's charging, you just hit the PlayStation button and, and you're good to go. So it's really, really easy to set up um, as well. So for those of you that aren't sort of like tech savvy and all that sort of thing, it is really quite easy to, to set up. Uh, you just go on the website, you download it. And uh, it's not like an illegal made game or anything. You, you, you're not emulating a game illegally or anything like that. Um, it's a fan remake. It's it's a different sort of situation. Plus, Ubisoft hasn't batted an eye at this thing, so I don't I don't think Ubisoft actually cares really. So uh, a bit like with the PlayStation Classic, you know, when people started modding it, there is loads and loads and loads of videos on YouTube of people modding pl- the PlayStation Classic. And PlayStation hasn't said a word about it. So sometimes companies don't care if you do these things. But sometimes they do. There's just a few examples of where they don't care. Particularly. So anyway that's been really good. I I didn't jump into loads of it. I played it for about half an hour. I did manage to complete like three or four levels. And it's it's really really good. It's quite difficult. Uh, I don't know if that's because I'm not used to playing it. Or I'm not good at it or or whatever. But uh it is really, really good. It's a really, really good game, and I'm I'm glad to be playing that version of Rayman because that's that's another '90s game where, because uh, I think that's from 1995, so I would have been a year old. That's one where I watched. Um, it was my sister who was more into Rayman than my dad. 
I used to watch my sister play it, and I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool, e- even when I was younger. So being able to play that now is is really, really cool as well. It's also a little bit different, because I'm kind of, like, in this computer chair and, uh, like, on my desk, and I'm not used to playing, like, video games this way. So it, it might have been a little bit like that to, to kind of adjust to, but nonetheless, it's a really, really good game. I just need to kind of get better at it. So that was really good as well. Um, so I played that on PC, uh, played a bit of the Avengers game, played some COD, played some, play, played some, uh, Pairs Coach mode. Uh, I've basically set up my Boomerang account now to where I've got three slots. One of them is for the Avengers game, one of them is waiting for, um, Kenya, Bridge of Spirits to be sent. And the third slot, which I decided to unlock early, is for the GTA Trilogy, which is a physical edition on ps4 which is launching i think it's on december 7th so about in exactly a week's time although i'm going to be launching this podcast on december 1st for the for the fresh month uh anyway um yeah that's going to be out in about a week so i wanted to kind of reserve an early spot for that uh, for those of you that might be thinking uh why did why are you investing time into the gta trilogy because it's got bugs uh we have a bit of news about that today actually which we'll get into a bit later. Uh, when we get to the news part, I'll mention that first. Actually, now that I've sort of bring 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 it up, um, even though it's last in my notes, but never mind. Um, but yeah, lot, been been enjoying most of what I've been playing, which has been good. I haven't really had any complaints about anything, so that's been great. Um, apart from a few COD players here and there who are very very clearly hacking the game, uh, which is which is disappointing. It's so funny when like. Um, because like look i've been playing this i've been playing cod modern warfare 2019 for 2 years i know when someone's hacking i know when someone's hacking right and how i can tell some of you might be like well how can you tell because you like can't see their screen or whatever it's the way in which somebody kills you is like first of there's there's different ways of like how did you how did you know where i was you don't have like you didn't use a spot of grenade, you've not got any UAV, you've not got the bomb where you can see me on that, maybe. You've not got a personal radar, you haven't got a clue where I am on this map. And I'm in, like, a particular corner of, like, a building, maybe. And you have ran, jumped, and aimed straight at me, shot two bullets, exa- put two bullets in me exactly, just enough to kind of kill, two or three bullets, whatever, enough to kill me. Didn't miss a shot, I didn't have a chance to hit you, and it's like, you're, you are hacking. How do you know that I'm in that corner? Because even if that corner of that building is particularly like popular or or like a well known spot to hide, it doesn't mean um there's always there might not be anybody in that corner. So how do you know that I'm in that corner? It's also sort of like if because I I'm I can be very very good at the game. I can also suck at it at certain points. But when you've got like a whole team that's hacking, you can tell just by like. The team, the other team will just recklessly sort of rush towards your spawn and wipe your whole team out and there's nothing you can do about it because they know pretty much where you are. And it's like, you're obviously hacking because how did you know where any of us was? How did you kill us so quickly? How did you know where to go and where, like, the exact spots of which to aim? You know what I mean? Like, you're you're hacking the game. And this isn't me trying to, like, be a miserable little whatever and sort of be like, oh, you're hacking because I suck, and I think that you you think that you're better. I can just tell. I can just you know I can just tell when someone's just hacking the game, just because the, the the way they find you, the way they kill you, the way that they don't miss any shots. It's like okay, people can be very very good at accuracy, but when it's like you don't even miss a single bullet, it's like okay, you knew exactly where I was. 
Not only did you know where I was, you're using aimbot, so you don't even have to aim at me properly. You use your aimbot for like two seconds, you shoot at me, you don't waste any bullets, and then you just keep going. And it's 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 a shame that that happens in in the game. Um, and I I'm not gonna let those people like ruin my enjoyment of the game as like oh there's too many hackers I'm gonna quit the game now. Oh well, no I lo- I I love playing this game. Um, I'm sure it could be frustrating at times, but it can also be really really fun. But uh, I know I I just I know the difference between somebody who's just a lot better than me at the game and somebody who's hacking. I I know the difference. So anyway, sorry to kind of rant about that a little bit, but uh, yeah, um, I can just I can just tell. Plus, when you're on like 21 kills, one death, it's like come on, come on. Um, I mean, the best I've done is something like maybe 17 to five, but then I've still died five times. And I've also not got 21 kills. But then the difference is there. I, I won't do like a 17 to 5 every single game. Whereas these players will do like 20 to 22. To like none or one death. For each game. And it's like you can't. You just can't do that in every game. You just don't. Um, yeah because then I'll, I'll get like a 17 to 5. And then the next game I'll get like a 3 to th- 3. to three Or like. Um, I don't know. What's it like? like 5 to 3. It's something that's a lot closer. Um, but anyway, that's 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 enough talking about that. Uh, let's jump into a bit of housekeeping, and then we'll jump into the news. I'll uh, you can well, you don't need to do anything. I'll I'll see you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we've actually recorded our Walking Dead uh, Well Beyond podcast today. That will be for Season 2, Episode 9. I'm basically going to launch both of these episodes, so this podcast and that Walking Dead episode 
after midnight so that they're fresh for December and that they can uh, start building some traffic for December. Because uh, it'll be a bit of a waste to sort of put it out now. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, that's for The Walking Dead World Beyond. That's for Season 2, uh, Episode 9. That's the penultimate episode for the series. And uh, we'll be back next week for the series finale. So that's been really good, really interesting. Uh, obviously, we're doing this Gaming Talk podcast now, so thank you for joining me for that one. Uh, lots of United cast episodes. One of them was the 1-1 draw away to Chelsea. Quite even game, actually. Uh, although Chelsea probably should have beaten us. They just weren't clinical enough. That was supposed to be Michael Carrick's last game in charge. Uh, he hasn't been sacked. He's just the temporary manager. Uh, Ralph Ragnick um, is supposed to be the new manager. But his work permit hasn't come in yet. Because the club is slow at doing literally everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, Carrick's going to be in charge for Thursday's game. Which is against Arsenal. That's uh, also what the next episode is about. So yeah, Man United have appointed uh, Ralph Ragnick. Um, has been appointed as the manager, and it's just a case of waiting for that work permit to clear, which apparently it won't be able to do in time for uh, Thursday. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know sort of all the details about what's going on there. Could be COVID-related. I heard someone say that it was Brexit-related, but I I don't know. I I think it's maybe COVID-related or something. So, yeah. Anyway, hopefully he'll be in charge for Sunday's game against Crystal Palace. If not, we'll just have to live in hope that things will improve. Anyway, um, yeah, did a couple of film reviews recently. One was for No Time to Die, which is the newest James Bond film. Jan- uh, Dan James, not Daniel James. He plays for Leeds. Um, Daniel Craig, uh, his, <laughs> his uh, last Bond film. Uh, Dan James would make an interesting James Bond. But no, uh, Daniel Craig's fifth and final um, <laughs> James Bond film. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I loved the, the options that have been set up from this film. Uh, going forward in the future. I gave it a must-see rating and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. film I didn't enjoy and want to uh, forget about is Venom Let There Be Carnage, the sequel to the first Venom film. It was bad, it was stupid, it was boring, it was very cringeworthy, very poorly written, and I gave it a skip rating because it was just very bad. Um, on to other things, last week on Gaming Talk we talked about multiverses. Uh, Robert was on that episode Talks about multiverses, which is Warner Brothers, uh, broader style fighting game, a bit like Smash Brothers, but it's not DC focused, it's Warner Brothers focused, which gives a lot more options. Talked about Kojima Productions, them expanding into TV, film, and music, so that should be exciting. And we talked about uh, the future of Star Wars under EA, or the lack of future with Star Wars with EA. Uh, United cast for the Villarreal Vel- Vel- 2 0 win, that was Jaden Sancho's, included Jaden Sancho's first goal, which was great. Uh, another podcast as well, talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being sacked. He was the uh, the main manager, Michael Carrick's just the uh, temporary manager at the moment. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was tacked, uh, sacked after uh, two and a bit years because basically he wasn't quite good enough at doing his job. Very nice person, just not quite good enough at doing his actual job. Uh, but that's for the Oligon and Solskjaer Sacked episode. I uh, did a must-play review. This is for Metroid Dread. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. And that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk. Although if you're listening to this, you've probably used one of those two options. But still, uh, that's how you can find our episodes in the future. Uh, let's jump in some news.
Alright, I uh, don't have specific details about all of this apart from some sort of cloud thing that's been put in. Cl I think it was called a cloud cover. Uh, so GTA, the patch that I mentioned, is on the way. Uh, what was the... Let me go back to the screenshot that I had saved for this. Um, GTA Trilogy patch 1.03 uh, fixes another boatload of bugs and cloud cover on uh, PS5 and PS4. Um... Says it is from Push Square. Says another update is out for GTA, uh, the, the GTA trilogy, uh, promising another huge list of bugs fixes <clears throat> and uh, a few graphical improvements as well. It doesn't say that this update is out right now, because um, I can't see that information to hand, but uh, that should be on the way. So my hope is in a week's time, um, whether this update was added today. Uh, oh no, it says another update is out. Sorry, I, was, I, I misread that. So yeah, the update is out then, basically. I, I misread that to begin with. Um, yeah, so when I get the GTA Trilogy, hopefully in a week's time, I've obviously reserved my spot to, to rent it. Uh, it should be a better version of the game that is out there, because I did see some weird stuff for the game, and I heard a few different conversations, and people were saying there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Hopefully this fixes... A, uh, a couple of things. Uh, apparently there was just some bizarre um, development choices that Rockstar made with this game. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure what went wrong really. But hopefully this bug fix will uh, fix some things. Um, it also says another update. So another update is out. Um, so where's th there, there was already a first update I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, to fix some uh, bugs and things. <clears throat> so I, I don't know when that happened, but this is the first. This is the first news I'm hearing about um, the update coming out because I did see a post from Rockstar last week. I didn't really bring it onto the show, but uh, they Rockstar basically said, "Hey, we hear your feedback, and we're gonna try fix the game." Basically, so that was for GTA. Uh, so that's good stuff. You know, fixing games. You 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 can patch games after they've come out. That's that's perfectly fine. Um, and everything. Although, I, I feel like, because Robert's used the phrase before and I've agreed with it about, like, a bad launch will always be a bad launch. That's true. I feel like for live service games, so something like Battlefield, which is being majorly affected by... Just, just, just wait. Just so, so many issues. That, that That's not even a, a problem of, um... Sort of bug fix issues. That's just an issue of, like, missing basic features and just being, like, a... A, a, a third of the game is actually finished <laughs> like that's a different situation but with a single player game like with cyberpunk that i'm about to talk about in a minute um you can fix those things later the the problem with uh live service games i think is um because that's a game where you're servicing players like ongoing content and where that can sort of slow you down i think is let's say you've got like a bit of a roadmap like hey this month we're going to have this this month we're going to have this if a game comes out and it's got major issues like battlefield 2042 and you think oh we have to put aside our plans for like new content because we have to fix the thing that we put out that's going to really slow you down whereas with something like um like cyberpunk that i'm going to mention in a minute and with gta those are single player games that don't have like ongoing content per se uh, the same way that a live service game would do. So, the content that you've got is the content that you've got. Like, and 
if you're trying to fix content for a single player game that you've put out, it won't delay you from something else because you're not adding things to that game if if that makes sense um it's still good it's still bad to have a game that's launched badly anyway but i'm just talking about like sort of development plans development cycles that sort of thing because if if your game launches and it's working well um and maybe it's got a few bug issues that you can maybe put like a few of your uh staff on if your game's got major missing issues and problems like battlefield like Battlefield can't go ahead and or they can I suppose they can do whatever they want. It doesn't make sense is a better way to put it maybe that let's say next month EA goes here's a bunch of new content for Battlefield 2042 and then the players go wait a minute you haven't fixed the game that you you gave us. Like I still can't do these basic things that you said were going to be at launch. So it's like how are you wh- how and why are you like putting a bunch of content on top of the broken content? Fix the bron- broken content first. And then add to the game. A single player game won't have that issue. Uh, unless it's like DLC and stuff. But DLC is way later down the line. For, for for most single player games. Like Cyberpunk's added little things here and there for DLC. And like some game updates. But that was way after the launch came out. Um, same thing with the same thing with the GTA trilogy. Like you're not going to add DLC for Grand Theft Auto 3. Are you? So it's like the game that's already come out. You can sp- just spend time fixing that. And you won't really be delaying your next piece of work. So anyway, uh, all right. Let's move on from that. Talking about uh, CD Projekt Red, some details that came out from them. So it says here, uh, The Witcher Three Next Gen on track for Q2 of 2022. So that's supposed to be, I think Q1 is January to March. So Q2 would be the next three months after that. So April, May, June, which is what like early to midsummer. Uh, or early uh, early summer, mid late summer. Um, some people have different like ideas on which months are which things exactly. Like some people consider some people consider May to be the summer, but some people consider it to be sort of June, July, and like bits of August. So anyway, ne- never mind. Um, but yeah, that which are uh, three next gen versions. So obviously, like the PS Five. Series X version is on track for Q2 2022. Uh, it says here CP, so Cyberpunk 2077 expansion still in development. So I think that's um, they're obviously their next piece of their game. Uh, and then it says Cyberpunk 2077 next gen and major update uh, for all platforms on track for Q1 2022. So what it seems like the plan is here, obviously, in terms of this Witcher update, like The Witcher's not a broken game. The Witch is not even a game that's really got issues per se. Obviously, Cyberpunk's still got a few issues here and there. And things that are not in the game, like the subway system. Which is still just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in the game. Um, so yeah, if they're going to do this, obviously they need to very much prioritise um, Cyberpunk first. Because it's both the newer game and it's the game that's also got the more problems as opposed to the other game. The, the Witcher 3 patch thing just feels like a just just like a bonus thing they're working on for the witcher but obviously they want to keep both franchises alive so it makes sense to do this for both of these games so that's uh that's good um but yeah we'll see how that kind of goes for that i'm i'm most curious uh, sorry it says here as well uh studio expansion which is going to be good for them and exploratory work on new projects as well 
So the point that interests me most, as somebody who still cares about Cyberpunk 2077, and you know, if they added some DLC to the game, like a few story missions or something, I'd go and do them. In fact, I was kind of thinking, just in terms of doing a little bit of content, doing that um, mission where you get the car. Not because I'm interested in getting the car, but it's a new kind of side quest to kind of do as well. I don't really care about like Johnny's jacket and like the cat that they added, but the, the car's like an actual mission and stuff. Because I, I kind of missed that world. I, th I think it's really cool. I did spend a fair bit of time in it. And I really enjoyed my time in, in that world as well. But um, I'm kind of, yeah, kind of kind of missing that world. It's it's a cool sci-fi futuristic cyberpunk world. Why wouldn't you sort of miss it? And I know that there's a lot of players out there that have just like, oh, you know, I'm just done with cyberpunk. I don't care about anything that game does. And that's perfectly fine. You know, if you feel really let down by the game and you just don't want to trust CD Projekt Red. And you want to just ignore everything that comes out for this game. That's that's fine. You can play whatever you want uh, as well and spend your money however you want on on games, I suppose. But the part that interests me most is the major update thing. What does that mean? Because that's not just listed as okay, a bit of extra DLC. Like major update means well, major update. Now there was a there's a news thing that me and Robert talked about. I think it was two to three months ago. It was it was a bit of time ago. And there was some news that was going around that uh, uh, Cyberpunk, that CD Projekt Red had hired some modders from the modding community, which is which is thriving as well, especially on PC. The uh, the modding community uh, for Cyberpunk, um, and they said that they'd hired some of them to add some things. So I'm hoping we get some actual features. And my pipe dream. My sort of hopeful dream. I really want to see that subway system get added back to the game. I, I really, really do. I really hope that that happens one day. And that we get some sort of a third person. Actually, you could probably do the whole thing in first person. Um, I just still sometimes think about that opening little cutscene from the first ever trailer. Of uh, V walking through the subway uh, train cart thing. And he looks out the window, the music kicks in, and you see the world for the first time, and then, you know, it, it all kind of goes on from there. Uh, I don't know that they'll do cutscenes like that, um, or whether that was just one that was done for the trailer, but um, I don't know, because the game's only got, uh, at least from the ending that I got, the game's only got one third person cutscene in the whole thing. The entirety of the rest of the game is done in first person, like the, the entire thing, uh, apart from if you can change your camera. You know, changing your camera angle while driving, but that's not really what I'm talking about. So, I'm talking about like every single other cutscene when you're making choices, when you're walking around, when you're shooting and fighting and doing anything else in this world. Uh, it's all in first person. So, I suspect that there could be some sort of, um, like if you use those half-made buildings that are still in the game, and, uh. Yeah, if you use some of those buildings that are still kind of in the game and you just literally walk in there in first person, you walk up to a certain platform, the train cart comes along on the track. Because the tracks are all in the game. The, the actual track that would be used for the subway system is in the game. There's just no train carts on them and there's no train stations. There's just these little hubs that you go up to and you press a button, you select your destination and you get a loading screen. Um, I'm hoping what that you can do is open the train cart doors... And um, 
and just go go in there in first person. Obviously, you like select your destination from some sort of computer still probably, but then you walk in there and then you sit down and then you just ride on the subway cart. That would still be very cool though. That would still be really cool. Um, yeah. So I, I remember some people before were saying about oh, you know, you could have done like some missions on that, and you could have had like the you could have had it sort of like the the train cart like came off the rails if it got attacked or something and you could you could do that as a little set piece those, those ideas all sound very very good there's still this here's the thing for me with cyberpunk right okay yeah it launched in a bad state cd project red have been fixing it for well about a year now it's still just a game i refuse to believe that that's still a game that doesn't have it's still got so much potential so many things you could still do and there's nothing really blocking anything from that that potential getting you know, seen to, or that potential kind of happening, um, because the world, the game is there, the world is there, it just needs some extra stuff in there, um, and maybe still some, like, stability fixes, and, you know, fix fix that kind of stuff and everything, so, we'll see how all this goes, but, uh, I mean, the Witcher 3 next-gen thing I'm not really bothered about, I, I, I paid, uh, played, uh, sorry, the Witcher 3, a long time ago. Unless they had any DLC. I'm not really intending on going back to Witcher 3. But then again. The game ended pretty much perfectly. So I don't really need any more. Witcher 3 content. If sub- if if, if uh, CD Projekt Red's going to make another Witcher game. Then I'll take the, the interest. I just have no interest in like going back to the Witcher 3. Because I, I, I did all of it. So yeah. But very much, very much interested in whatever this major update in quotes for Q1 2022. So between January and March next year, what that's going to be for uh, Cyberpunk. But given the few months ago that they said that they're hiring hiring some modders, that could really help speed things along a lot more. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful that this update's going to be a bit bigger than the last few, in, instead of just like patch updates and. You know, like a cat that you can get and a different coat for Johnny. Um, I understand why they did some of those things, and they did they did explain why at the time is the fact of like the game's live on so many different platforms. They have to gradually do these things, but I actually think that just <clears throat> instead of mod instead of developing things for this game, I think you should just mod the hell out of it. <laughs> just put 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 whatever you you want into it. And I've seen some YouTube videos of some modders doing some pretty incredible stuff as well. So, we shall see how all that goes. Uh, let's move on from that. I just I, I wanted to put this next thing in as a bit uh, a bit of a joke. It's and look, um, I I'll just read it out. Re- Resident Evil Village has won Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards. We talked about the Game Awards last week. Was it last week or was it the episode before? I do so many episodes I forget when some of them were. Uh, we did recently an episode on the Game Awards and a bunch of other things. And, um, of course, Resident Evil was nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards, and it was nominated for some other things. It's just, it, it, in my eyes, in my opinion, which is what I'm here to tell you and here to give, if, if you enjoyed Resident Evil Village and you think it's a great game, you think it's your Game of the Year, you're entitled to your opinion, certainly, and so am I. But I just, how is that game getting a Game of the Year nomination? I just like the story is terrible. Um, that the, the lady that the, the mis- uh, I can't even remember her, her actual name. That the, the tall woman. Um, 
she's not in the game as much as you'd think. And she was a bit of like a false advertising part of it. I, I, I think it was a little bit of false advertising in a certain way. Because she's supposed to be looked at as sort of the main villain. And she's sort of not really. I don't want to get too much into spoilers. But she's in the game. She does do some relatively effective things. And she's probably like the best part of the game. But she's not actually in it for very long. So... Yeah, and look, some people last year would have been like, oh my god, The Last of Us won Game of the Year, what a stupid joke, the Game Awards are rigged, and anyone that likes it is stupid, and whatever. And of course, I love The Last of Us too, and I'm really happy that it won Game of the Year, it was my Game of the Year last year, and some people would have probably laughed at me, and, uh, you know, for like, oh, why are you picking Last of Us 2, it's a rubbish game, and it's got too many women, or, I, I don't know, what, what, whatever number of excuses you want to use as to why you didn't like The Last of Us, and hey, if you just don't think it was a great game, you didn't really enjoy the story, that's great, but obviously there's there, there's other things with The Last of Us, and these, these opinions still happen now, by the way, which is why I'm kind of bringing it up, of like, oh, Abby's got muscles, and why, and why does these things happen, and the story's bad, and it's got too many women in it. And it's like what are you talking about? It's got too many women in in the game. And like why do you have such a problem with Abby's muscles? Like what? Why do you have a problem with Abby's muscles? Um, yeah. But um, anyway. I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is that, that you, can make, you can make an argument for the same thing I suppose. Which is like if you didn't enjoy Last of Us 2. And I really did. And I was like oh great. Nominated for Game of the Year. That's, that's excellent. And it wins Game of the Year. And I'm very happy. And some people that didn't like the game thought that that was a joke. And here am I. Here I am sitting and saying Resident Evil Village I thought was a bad game. Uh, and uh, I don't think it deserves to be nominated for Game of the Year. I don't. As I said on the Game of the Year episode, I don't think any Resident Evil game is a Game of the Year contender. Any of them. I think two is a great game. I've heard some really good things about four. Five's terrible. Pretty, pretty, pretty much from from five onwards, up until. Um, actually, you know what? I'm I'm going to put this out there. All of the all of the new games for Resident Evil that have come out from five onwards have all been bad games. Every single one of them has been a bad game. Seven was bad. Six was bad. Five was bad. Uh, I don't even know what the other, some of the other ones were called. There was like was it Code Veronica? No, that was an earlier game, but. There was like Re- Revelations 2 or something. The episodic one. That was a bad game. Um, 7's a bad game. 8's a bad game. 8's supposed to obviously be Village. Um, I think that there is. One. Uh, maybe two. Really good Resident Evil games. Because 3's okay. But it's got some major issues. Um, 2 is in my opinion, by a mile, the the best Resident Evil game. It's structured really well. The story is actually interesting. Mix, Mr. X is used really, really well, which Nemesis isn't in the third game. And I I know I haven't tried four, and one I don't think is good. Um, although one suffers from like the old kind of format, I think. Um, that kind of like Silent Hill corridor thing format, I don't think works for Resident Evil. Um, but like I've seen some I've seen some footage of 4 and stuff and it looks okay obviously you could do they could do like a remaster like a freshening up sort of thing but in terms of the ones that I genuinely enjoyed there's only one Resident Evil game that I've genuinely genuinely enjoyed 
And I have played some of one. I don't think it's a good game. I think it's quite a bad game. So, like, even if you take Resident Evil 2, I still don't think that that really beats much for Game of the Year. Uh, for, for a certain particular year. Especially in that time period. In that 90s time period. There's so many really good games from that 90s PlayStation era. It doesn't really beat many of them. I mean is it a better game than Bubsy 3D? Like yeah. Is it a better game than Crash Bash? Yeah. But um, obviously those games anyway. Wouldn't get onto a game of the year list. Because they're all bad. So um, I think that there's a lot more bad Resident Evil games. Than there are good ones. And this this one's 1A game of the year nomination so anyway there we go uh that one game of the year for for the golden joystick awards uh which funny enough uh, the last of us 2 won won the golden joystick awards last year so what do you know um got another thing here for uh the upcoming playstation remake so me and robert talked about this a few weeks ago there were some rumors going around that there's a big playstation remake in development and which game is it going to be for? This isn't confirmed, but there were some rumours that run, went around that it's apparently Square Enix's uh, Chrono Cross, which is a game I've not heard of before. Uh, I saw a screenshot of it. I still don't know what it is, so it's a game that's a little bit more unknown to me. But there seemed to be some positive responses from it, from what I saw. Um, so if it's a good game and it wants to be, you know, the, uh, Square wants to revive it for a modern day era cool do 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 that you know if it's got some fans and it can bring so that's the really good thing about remasters that not only gives nostalgia to people that have played it before and it not only gives them a chance to replay a newer and potentially better version of that game like a more modernized version it also potentially brings in new players as well so maybe somebody like myself who's not played the game and also if a remaster slash remake for a game like that does really well you can potentially build on the franchise and make even more games. So that's why we. That's why I say things like this for Silent Hill, uh, what's the other one? Splinter Cell, and uh, Metal Gear Solid as well. That like uh, remastering some of those games could work very, very well. Because uh, then you can just build off of build off of that remaster success and, and make some new games. So we'll see. Um, I don't know much about this game. Um, but if it comes out and if it's good, I'll give it a try. And then maybe they'll have another new customer on their hands or an, or, an, or a new sort of fan, somebody who likes the games. So write in and let me know if you've heard of this game, if you've played it. Maybe you grew up playing this game. If you did, great. Let me know about that. Let me know what that experience was like. Obviously, I've, I've shared my own experience before about growing up with Crash and Abe and all, the, all these other cool, really, character, really cool characters as well. Obviously, especially Crash. So uh, that's been great as well. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's move on to some very, very big news, actually. If I can find the screenshot. There we go. So this was, at the time, an exclusive for the uh, for uh, Deadline Hollywood. And uh, it says exclusive. Amazon Studios is nearing a deal to develop a series based on the best-selling sci-fi video game franchise, Mass Effect. Which sounds excellent. Um, yeah, Amazon's already got a pretty good track record. The Expanse is amazing, and even though they didn't do the uh, f- they they did they didn't do the first three seasons, but they've done seasons four and five. The upcoming sixth season, which is next month, is going to be the last season. But season four was really good. 
Uh, season 5 was really good as well. I th think Season 5 was maybe the best season of that show. Uh, seasons 1, 2 and 3 were good, but they were kind of held back by the by being on the sci-fi channel, basically. So, uh, they've got some sci-fi prestige, is, is what I'm trying to say. You know, Wheel of Time just came out. I've heard some decent things about that. Um, and they're good at adapting different things as well. Like, they're, they're doing a really good job with the boys. Uh, they did some really good things with, like, Jack Ryan. Um, so they've done some really good uh, adaptions of things um, as well. So, I mean, one of the great parts about this, I, I, I did hear some people saying like, oh, you, you're going to need a lot of mo money. And yeah, you will for obviously a Mass Effect series. It hasn't been confirmed or talked about as to whether this is going to be animated or live action. I don't mind either way, as long as you make the material work. Um... I, I would kind of prefer live action, I think, just because it would it it would be another sort of Witcher slash Last of Us, which obviously is coming out with a TV series, where it's sort of a video game brought to life, which I think is a really cool thing to do. It was great for The Witcher when that series did it. Obviously, the series on Netflix, which is coming back next month. Um, but I, th I think live action is a really good way to do that, because then you can literally bring a video game to life, which is really cool as well. Um, but don't worry about the budget. Amazon has got a lot of money, and I mean a lot of money. So they can do uh, quite a good job with this as well. And even though The Expanse is already kind of in the can, basically, and already ready to go, I don't think running two, two, two sci-fi series would have hurt Amazon either. Um, so, yeah, it's they, they wouldn't have been restricted by that if that was the case. Obviously, they're not going to because this is going to come out after uh, The Expanse has finished its run. But I think this is a great deal. And you know. You, you could get away with maybe doing a film series for this. But if you really want to dig into the lore. And obviously the, the actual Mass Effect um, story itself. Doing a series over multiple seasons. Um, and assumedly like an 8-10 episode season. Would really be the way to dig into the roots of. That deep kind of story. That you've got there. So I think this is a uh, perfect fit pretty much. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I didn't hear any news about like. Obviously it's a bit early for like casting information. I haven't seen any names attached to this yet. So I'll have to see how that goes. But uh, I think that's really really good. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, to all of that. That's all the news that I've got. Because Robert isn't here. So I would usually switch over to him. Uh, so yeah, we had the... Oh no, it's not all my news. I, I missed a bit at the start. Um, I do that by accident sometimes. Um, more good news for me as well. Where's my screenshot gone for this? It's gone somewhere. Um, no, that's not the right one. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Uh, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. It's to do with the Marvel thing. Where the hell has it gone? Uh, there we go, there we go. Uh, I should organise these screenshots better, but I never actually prepared for that. So, oh, something just dropped. Is this thing still in alright? I thought I pulled the wire out the back of my uh, microphone. Anyway, all good, all good. Um, so this was from Push Square. And it says, there's a Marvel MMO, which is Massive Multiplayer Online, in development at DC Universe's online team. Cool, awesome, more more good stuff for for me. 
And before I jump to my thoughts, I want to read uh, Harrison's email here. It says, uh, Matt keeps getting his wish. Another Marvel game. Yep, the A- Amy Henning thing. We had, obviously, the uh, Midnight Suns game announced. But at Spider-Man 2, Wolverine. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy just came out. Didn't quite work for me, but it's, it was still a Marvel game. And now we've got this Marvel MMO, which is in development as well. Um, yeah, so Matt keeps getting his wish, another Marvel game. Who would be your ideal developer and for what type of game? A uh, really good question. I may have answered that in the past, but I can't remember what my answer was. Um, this is That's different to a sort of like, hey, which superhero do you want to have a video game? And there's like 10 of them. Um, my ideal game, now that I've seen what multiverses might offer, I really want Disney, not just Marvel, but Disney to do a brawler style Smash Brothers type of game. Because there is so many characters, so, so, so many characters that you could pick from. You've got Marvel, you've got Star Wars, you've got Disney, you've got Pixar... You've got some of the Fox stuff, so you could include like Alien, you could include Predator. If you wanted to do some funny stuff, you could include uh, Simpsons characters, Family Guy characters, uh, American Dad characters. You've obviously got the Star Wars characters, Marvel characters, Disney, Pixar, so like Toy Story, Frozen, all those sorts of things. That would be that. That's kind of what I. That, that's kind of actually what I want because now that we've now that we've got this uh, multiverses Warner Brothers thing, and I've been asking for more DC games, that gives us a genre of game that uh, allows for lots of different variety. And given that they've gone for Warner Brothers game and not just a DC game, it gives so many. It gives so many more options for so many cool characters, like obviously Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry. Uh, who's the other one as well? Um, obviously uh, Shaggy and that kind of, those kind of characters. Who was the other character that they announced? Uh, Arya. That that was the one uh, from, from obviously from Game of Thrones. So if I had kind of, I don't know how I would manage my time with this hypothetically, but with multiverses already being a thing, if Disney did a game that was the same, um, but it was a Disney style game where you can click. You could include characters from all of their brands. That would be that would just be this this fun game full of just loads of different characters where you could just add to them. You could do exciting monthly announcements of like oh who's the next character kind of thing. Because as as invested as I kind of was in terms of oh just curious curiosity about who the next Smash character is going to be. I didn't play the game so it didn't really have as much effect on me. That was more just sort of waiting for oh if they announce Crash Bandicoot I'll jump in. But they never did. Obviously, it was Sora as the as the last character. But that would be my ideal one. I'm not really in terms of that type of game. I'm not as concerned as to who makes it, as long as it's somebody who knows what they're doing with that. Um, you could have like Blue Point make that. Maybe you could have Insomniac create that. You could have. There's quite a few different teams that could do that. Team, uh, I think they're called Team Asobi, the one that does the Astrobot games. They could possibly be quite good at doing something like that, I think, as well. So, that might be a good option. Um, but another game that I would want is a third-person... Not open... Yeah, third-person open-world game. And I... Did I do an episode on this before? I think I did. I think I called Disney should make more... 
video games or, or something like that. A game where you've got a full open world, you play it in third person, and you switch between a number of different characters, you unlock different Disney characters as you, as you go along, you have a story mode, you can fly around in, so let's say for the Avengers it would be New York, you could fly around, you could visit like t- the Toy Story world, so like Andy's home and bedroom. Um, just just all it like you could uh, visit di- the many different uh, planets from Star Wars. You could visit uh, what some other Marvel locations like Wakanda, uh, Asgard. Those I- I- any sort of like places within the worlds of Disney. Um, so like the different castles maybe in Frozen and and those sorts of things. Uh, I'm trying to think of other Pixar and Disney franchises, but that that kind of idea, right? If you did that. And make it so that like. Like imagine this. What conversation would like Woody and Tony Stark have. Or Iron Man have. Like that's fascinating to me. Or. If you like included this. Like you could have the Simpsons poem. And instead of just doing like a family guy crossover. What about if. Like what would Elsa say in the Simpsons home. Or like. Because there's just. Disney's got access and ownership to so many cool characters and cool worlds that just just put them together. Just do like the craziest, coolest crossover stuff. Like, what would Darth Vader do at the Simpsons house? What would Darth Vader do in, um, like Andy's room, kind of thing? Uh, what would, um, what would happen if like Spider-Man had to fight a predator or an alien? In New York. And he had the Avengers as help. But then the alien and predator. Had the help of like Thanos. Or. Um, Darth Vader. Or. Um, Homer Simpson went evil. And decided he was. <laughs> I don't know. Like there's. There's so many cool different ideas you could do with that. If you were to do a game like that. I would want somebody like Insomniac. To do it. Um, I think Naughty Dog could certainly handle that, but I wouldn't really want the I wouldn't want the Last of Us sort of Naughty Dog grittiness behind that type of game because that would be you, you'd want that to be as fun as possible, right? You wouldn't want sort of the gritty themed world of the Last of Us. And don't forget, you know, obviously uh, Naughty Dog um, created Crash Bandicoot. They created Jack and Dexter, so they are capable of doing that. But I think Insomniac doing that kind of thing would would really be quite helpful as well uh so i think they would be they'll be a bit more suited for it possibly but either of them could could potentially do it um or like if daredevil met who could daredevil meet in the disney world um i don't know i don't know there's so many characters i I can only think of a few for some reason but so many different characters and that wouldn't include like Disney's international rights, so we're not we're not including like The Walking Dead because D- Disney doesn't own The Walking Dead; they just own the international rights to put it on uh, Star via Disney Plus. So that's not that's not the same thing. Uh, I'm talking about the worldwide rights that Disney's got for uh, different characters and that sort of thing. That would be very very cool. Um, but yes, going back to the the main point, this MMO. I'm not really an MMO type of person. I did play some of DC Universe Online. It was very cool. It was a bit too busy. There was like so many different things going on. And it wasn't sort of very guided. It was kind of 
make your own superhero, give them whatever powers you want. They can have arrows to like a, they can have a bow and arrow and they can have super speed or they can fly and they can have like the gadgets of Batman. You you could do that kind of thing with it. It was a great it was a good idea. The problem that I found with it was first of all there was kind of like basically no story. And second of all, it was sort of once you'd done a brief uh intro part to it, it was just sort of here's a great big what was it Gotham I think there was like different um areas put together and it was like hey just go and do whatever you want and level up your character go and fight crime and just beat up some stuff and just you know just just run around so you'd you'd end up going into this lobby where there'd be literally hundreds of players and they'd all be flying around and running around and jumping around in in their own little custom created um uh superhero characters and you could like team up with your friends and go and fight crime and stuff but there was no guide whatsoever it was just hey go and have fun in this big world with your superhero that you created and go and beat up some bad guys and that was it and it was sort of okay that's a good idea you just need a bit more of a guide for that if you did the same thing with Marvel, which it looks like they're kind of doing, um, I would just want some kind of guide, some sort of like put these little put these little quests in that have got like cutscene stories and that sort of thing. That would be that would be really 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 cool, and uh, yeah. So and there's there's loads of characters that Marvel's got access to and that sort of thing. You could do you could do that same thing with just a Disney game as well. Um, but I, I, I trust this DC Universe Online team to do a good version of that game. I just want it to be a bit of a sort of evolution of what they already made with the, with the DC Universe Online game. So we'll see, but it's more Marvel games for me to try out. And all I can do is ask for, for more games from a certain franchise or a certain IP. In this case, basically, uh, Disney and DC or Warner Brothers and Disney. And see what gets made in development. But it's a, it's like I said before as well. Warner Brothers and Disney have got access to so many different IP. That obviously yeah, you can just continue making films and TV shows. And that's been successful for the most part. More so with, with, with Disney than with, than with Warner Brothers. Especially on the DC side. But um, there's a lot of money to be made in video games as well. And given the success of like the Spider-Man games... Uh, and and like the Batman Arkham games, less so obviously with the Avengers game, but with the with the Batman games and with the Spider Man games, it's time for more companies to try to make other games. And of course, they have to get the license, and you have to get an agreement with uh, Disney to do these Marvel games. But we shall see. I, I'm just hoping that whatever this game is 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 a bit of an e- evolution on what DC Universe left behind. Uh, I think you can still go and play DC Universe online. I don't remember it getting shut down, but um, I don't think there's like updates for it now. I I, I don't think so. So uh, there we go. Anyway, speaking of the rest of the feedback and the emails and whatnot, uh, let's move on to those. If you want to write in to entertainmenttalk.org, uh, sorry, not entertainmenttalk.org. That's the name of the website. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Um, 
uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if you're looking on the post version on the website for this episode, you can scroll down a bit. You'll see the uh, big email box. You can put your email and your message in there. That'll get sent to me as well. You can also click on or copy and paste the email name, and you can send us a message that way as well. All right, let's move on to <clears throat> uh, Bethany's message here. It says, I was disappointing... To hear Matt didn't continue with Animal Crossing. You've spoken about ASMR before. And I thought that you might like a relaxing game. Uh, I understand your point. Certainly it's a relaxing game. I think we all like to relax in our own different ways. Uh, One of my chosen options is ASMR. I love ASMR. And I have a massive massive appreciation for the artists that do it. On YouTube. Uh, I listen to it very regularly. It's really really relaxing. And it's something that really works for me. So I know ASMR doesn't really work for everybody. Um, to those people, I would recommend checking out other different types of ASMR because there is a lot of different types of it, and it's about finding what's right for you. But hey, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. You might be able to find something dis- different that's relaxing. But uh, Bethany here seems like she invo- enjoys Animal Crossing, and if it's something that relaxes you, that's that's really really good because we all need to relax from the stress of life at different points, don't we? So, um. The thing with that is, is because Animal Crossing didn't click for me, but I still recognised it as a very good game, I didn't have a need for it, and if I was to look at it as, okay, this is an option for a game I can play to relax, if I'm on my TV, or not on my TV, if I'm on my console or on my Xbox or something, and... You know, I've watched an episode of TV or I've played some games and just want to relax and listen to something. I'll just simply put on an ASMR video instead of booting up Animal Crossing. Um, I do know some people that do both, actually. They listen to some ASMR while they're playing Animal Crossing. But I just don't need to really do that. I'll just listen to ASMR and I can just kind of sit back and and sort of relax and let the artists do what they're going to do in that particular video. So, yeah, I appreciate your suggestion, but um, I just prefer to do the other thing, which is just listen to uh, to ASMR. So uh, there we go. But I'm I'm really happy that Animal Crossing has helped some people to relax and to uh, have some good game time and uh, invite their friends to their island or however that sort of works. Um, and obviously, you know, Nintendo's been really supportive of Animal Crossing. They just gave it another big update, which is good. So, great. I, I, I'm great that that community is thriving. And obviously, they sold several million copies of the game. So, it's uh, it's really good. It's really, really good. I just, uh, I have my ASMR. So, there we go. And uh, this last question is actually for Robert. I'll still kind of read it. Um, but then, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll save it for next week as well. Uh, Jessica says... Apologies to Robert, but I struggled to keep track of which games. Sorry, apologies to Robert, but I struggled to keep track of which games in which series he is into, and what franchises he follows. Uh, I'm not going to try and speak for him because obviously he's he's capable of speaking for himself, but he's not here at the moment. So in terms of games that I've noticed that Robert's followed, game series that he's followed, he, he did try Yakuza, didn't he? And he sort of grinded his way through it, but I think I think he said that he he kept going with that. Um, he seemed to enjoy the Valheim game as well. He played that for for a bit of time. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know what other series... What other series does Robert follow? Because I've got my stuff, haven't I? I've got, like, the Spider-Man games. Obviously, Crash is a big thing I follow. The Call of Duty games, although I don't play all of them, I certainly follow the series. Um, Battlefield is a series I kind of keep an eye on. Um, the Metroid series is one that I've really... Um, I, I enjoyed the, the most recent game of, and I'm interested in some other ones. Um... Zelda games, I really enjoy Breath of the Wild. I'm looking forward to trying out uh, the sequel and Ocarina of Time. I think I think that was the one that was added to Switch Online. So those are some of the ones that I follow. Obviously, The Last of Us as well. Uh, the well, Last of Us 1 and 2 and whatever's going to happen with factions. Um, I, I kind of have more sort of companies that I follow as well. So like, wh- whatever Naughty Dog's going to do, I'm going to try... Whatever Kojima does, I'm going to try. Whatever Ninja Theory try, uh, puts out, I'm going to kind of at least give a try. Apart from the uh, multiplayer game that they did. But I'm going to give like Hellblade 2 a, a good try. Um, I think it's the... Is it the Coalition? Which is the Gears of War developer? I, I really like that series. Um, with the Halo stuff... Uh... I, I I don't think I'm going to play Halo Infinite. I just don't have the interest or the care to do that right now. Um, like the multi- I'm, I'm not going to be jumping on the multiplayer. Because I just don't like to do multiplayer games that are that sort of futuristic sci-fi thing. So I'm just not going to do that. Uh, but in terms of the story, I just don't really care to get to it right now. Um, but yeah, there's a few series that I follow, I suppose. I know I've kind of tr- switched the question from Robert's series that he follows to my series. I guess I'm just answering my question that that question in my sort of way. But um, State State of Decay he really likes State of Decay one and two. Uh, I think he's looking forward to the uh, <clears throat> third game. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll try not to you know keep speaking kind of on his on his half. I know I said that I wouldn't try to do that, but I guess I sort of have in a certain way. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll ask him. Ask him next time. See what uh, what he says in terms of the game series that he follows. But I've given several examples several examples of uh, the games that I follow. I got a new Dying Light game coming out in uh, January, February, something like that. Uh, the GTA games I really like. There's obviously the the trilogy remaster coming out next week for me. Uh, which I'll try to play as much as that as I can. If I get that on Tuesday, I'll try to play as much as that as I can. Uh, before I have to go to work and come back and do other things as well. Um, but yeah, but I suppose I suppose the thing for me at the moment is like seeing what Warner Brothers and Disney do with all these games as well, because you've obviously got the other DC games, Suicide Squad, and actually you've got three Warner Brothers games because you've got Harry Potter, you've got uh, Suicide Squad, and you've got um, Gotham Knights, which I'm interested in all three of them. So we'll see how all that goes. But uh, anyway, that's um, the answer to that. The sort of half answer to that, if if that's all good. Uh, but we'll ask Robert the question properly uh, next week as well. So we shall see. I'm I'm curious to see what he says as well, because if any if any of his answers line up with what I've kind of said that I've noticed that he follows. Because <clears throat> um, although he he played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I was the one that was following Assassin's Creed for a long, long time. Um, and then I obviously dropped off because of certain reasons and that. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
that's everything we've got for you for this week. We've almost done an episode the same length as what we normally do. Because I'm sitting here at 1 hour 18 minutes. Uh, obviously I've still got to wrap the thing up. But we usually do 90 minutes. So I've kind of managed to... I, I didn't think I would do... I think I'd, I thought I'd go maybe 45 minutes or something. But uh, no, I've managed to do the same length of time of a show without Robert. Obviously, you know, if Robert was here, he'd have his own things to say. And we'd have a back and forth, which would take up more t- more time. So... I don't know how long this episode would have been if he was here. Uh, we probably, I probably would have just cut down on certain... Because I've admittedly just allowed myself to just speak more and take more time than, than sort of usual. Because, like, Robert's not here to say his own things. So I just sort of allowed my time to just... Yeah, whatever. It's, you know, it's, it's time I'm, I'm spending, I suppose. So, anyway, uh, he'll be back next week, uh, hopefully. And we'll see what his answer to the question is. We'll see what news comes out. And then I think an episode or two after that... Because uh, when are the Game Awards? Because uh, next Tuesday... Whoops. Uh, Game Awards on the 9th. I scroll past too far. Uh, so Tuesday is currently the 30th. Next week is the 7th. The Game Awards on the 9th. So we've got two more shows left for the year, basically. So next week will be sort of the pre-Game Awards thing. And then we'll cover them on the 14th. The, uh, the following Tuesday. So we'll see how all that goes. Uh, so yeah, just a couple more episodes left for the year. Um, but if you've enjoyed listening to this, hopefully you have. Uh, you can find a bunch of our other content as well available on entertainmenttalk.org. Sorry, on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, video games, films, mentorship, podcast. podcasts. Uh, next couple of things to look for. I'm going to be watching and reviewing a certain film tomorrow. I'll leave that as a, as a surprise. So have a look out for that when that comes out. Um, Wednesday is also... What am I doing on Wednesday? Yeah, I'm also going to be streaming the next episode of the Pez Coach Mode. So look out for that. That's on Twitch. eTalk UK, 11.45pm. Thursday's United Cast. That's for the Arsenal game, which won't be Ralph's first game. It will be Carrick's third game. So look out for that. Friday, Saturday, there won't be many episodes. And then Sunday's obviously the Palace game. And then we'll start again next week, pretty much. So... Yeah, uh, but you can find that all, check it all out, entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, find us on your favourite podcast platform, Entertainment Talk on there. Uh, get involved and uh, check out the episodes. Uh, if you want to as well, I'd like you to do it uh, if you could. Uh, you can also spread the word of mouth, uh, either through social media or just telling other people about what we do and where they can find it. So that really, really helps us out, just tell other people about our content. So there's that to consider as well. Um, there is also the Patreon page, the $1, $3 level tiers, and free podcast review options, take a look at those if you'd like to as well, so there's that, um, you can, yeah, support us those different ways, if you want to find, uh, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, uh, uh, that's run by David, of course, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk for your TV and your film news. Uh, the Geek Town Awards are live. They are out. You can go and vote. Uh, if you go to geektown.co.uk, I think I think it's geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. But if you go to geektown.co.uk now, uh, it should be one of the newest posts on there anyway. You can go on there, vote for your favourite shows. You must vote for Zoe's Extraordinary Players. No, you don't have to vote for it, but uh, it'd be great if you did. Uh, of course, there's the game parts on there as well. So if you want to vote for your most anticipated game and your game of the year, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, I don't think Resident Evil was included as a nomination. I don't think it was. I I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But uh, it was me, Gray, and David doing that episode. So that was a lot of fun. 
but uh, go and vote on there you just click the different boxes I think and you put your email in and you'll also be put into a prize draw as well so good luck to everybody who's entering um, the, Geek, the, the Geek Town co-hosts aren't allowed to enter so I can't do that unfortunately but uh, yeah so anyway go and uh, vote on all of that that's geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio the episode itself going through the nominees so the Geektown Radio episode is out available to be listened to so go and check that one out as well uh, Bex who's also involved in everything as well as uh, she streams pretty much daily on Twitch Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S go and give her a follow over there uh, speaking of my Twitch streams just to update on the schedule because there's going to be a bit of a different schedule this week just because of things are happening Tomorrow, Wednesday, which will be the 1st of December, Pez Coach Mode for 2020 uh, Pez Coach Mode, 11.45pm GMT, Twitch, eTalk UK over on Twitch. The first three episodes are available to be listened to, to be watched, sorry, on uh, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube, go and check that out. There will not be an Avengers stream this weekend, but I did stream two episodes, uh, there's, like I said, there's sort of three episodes, but they're split into five parts, but whatever there's there's sort of three episodes out and available you can find those on youtube as well entertainment talk plays on there uh, i will be returning with the avengers game next weekend so that will be saturday 11:45 p.m so going forward this wednesday tomorrow 11:45 p.m for the pez thing no avengers stream this week then if we go back to next week uh or go over the next week it's going to be back to the normal schedule which will be thursday for the pez coach mode same time 11:45 p.m gmt then Saturday, same time, 11.45pm GMT for the Avengers game. So Thursday, Pez, Saturday, Avengers. So that's all of those explained. And then they'll be put onto YouTube. Um, I'm pretty much able to do it straight after, actually. So uh, if you miss the episode live, you can find them later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. So check out all of that. Uh, that's everything. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we, hopefully we, hopefully not just me, but hopefully we will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>